Hey y'all, welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia, and also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, folks, this is the episode you've been waiting for. On today's episode, let's tackle boundaries. Certainly a buzzword that is touted as the cure-all for every stressor in our lives, right? Well, you just need to set some boundaries. But if you're anything like me, no one taught me how to set boundaries, much less what good and healthy boundaries looked like. So let's get to it. Let's dig in on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. Well, thanks for joining me today, folks. So what is a boundary? Let's start with the definition. The definition of the word is a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line, or a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. So those are our definitions for boundaries, but they really don't tell us much, right? We're talking about lines that mark the limits, a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. So we're talking about a lot of limits. Well, while setting boundaries is often only considered when we are at our wits end and ready to blow, right? Like, oh my gosh, I can't take this anymore. Let me set this boundary. I'd argue that this is a setup for dividing us rather than a healthy response to conflict, okay? So instead of looking at boundaries as an act of pushing away or putting distance between ourselves and another, whether it's a pushy coworker, partner or family member, boundaries are actually a way to draw in, connect, and protect relationships. And that goes for self and with others. So instead, let's think of a boundary as another way of saying yes, as well as what you are saying no to, okay? So setting boundaries can be a deep act of vulnerability, and it can go a long way into setting us up for a deeper connection with self and others. So I know that doesn't sound like boundaries that you're thinking of, right? You're thinking of limits and rules and all these things, but let's dig into why these things are actually um these rules, these boundaries can actually open us up and give us deeper connection with self and others. So I like to look at some real world uh, boundary examples. Let's take the world around us. Uh, The natural world is full of them. And many of them enhance our experience and draw us in. So a great example here is the national park system. Okay, so what we experience as wild, free and open space actually has plenty of boundaries. Okay. So the very creation of the park system was a monumental boundary, right? Yes to preservation, conservation, land management, wildlife management, trail maintenance, and more, right? Just the very act of creating a national park system. It wasn't saying no, it was also saying yes. So that's what I mean when I say boundaries are saying yes, they opened up this boundary opened up so much You could look at it as a restriction, right? With lots of rules, regulations about what you can and can't do. But do you see how these boundaries actually connect us to public lands? Okay, so these boundaries don't push us away. 
They draw us in. They call us to a deeper relationship and care of the natural world. Not to mention the memories we create and treasure for a lifetime in national parks, the health benefits, the planet benefits, the mental benefits, the things we learn. Okay, so look, I could obviously go on and on forever about my love for the national park system, but the important thing here is to take a look at it from a boundary perspective, right? Uh, The rules, the boundaries that this park system has to not litter, um, to not access certain parts of it when they are doing some grass remediation or doing a burn, you know, to manage the forest, all those kinds of things, not hunting, not leaving garbage, not camping in certain spots. Yes, those are rules that are saying no, but what they do is open up the enjoyment for everyone else, right? They establish a relationship between us and then the park system so that more than just one person can enjoy it so that the park system thrives for a long time. You see the kind of metaphor I'm making here? So this is, let's take this into our personal lives here also, that these boundaries help us thrive. They help us to actually connect in a deeper way with ourselves and others and offer more than we could if we were just saying yes to everything and not establishing those boundaries. Okay. So we've established that setting boundaries can be incredibly freeing, right? And in fact, an act of love or towards connection. Great. But we are not a national park, right? So how do we apply that squishy idea to our lives for real? Let's start by slowing down. Okay. And I know this is like, I always feel like I'm telling you guys to slow down, to start by slowing down, to start by like stopping. But so many of us have never taken the time to connect with ourselves to truly know how we feel and what we want or don't want for ourselves. Okay. So the whole point of a boundary is to value our feelings and our needs as independent people. Okay. If we don't know our feelings, needs, and especially our values, how can we set a boundary, right? If the boundary is supposed to protect those things, we can't set it if we don't know it. So start with yourself, slow down, feel your feelings, take a good look at what you value. Oh, wait, there's a podcast with prompts to uncover your values on the Appalachian Overlook, if you want to take a listen to that. But ultimately, If it doesn't align with your values or priorities, there's an easy boundary to set. Sometimes these are really easy to identify, right? We have a value of uh, sobriety in my household, obviously. So there's the boundary is we don't bring alcohol inside of the house. No big deal. If we're outside of our house, obviously that boundary doesn't apply because we can't control what other people do. So that leads into my next thing, which is boundaries are for you. So these boundaries are not rules. And you'll hear me say this more than once. They're not rules for other people. There are ways that you are saying that you will interact with the world, with your family, with your friends, with romantic partners, all of that kind of stuff. It can be overwhelming to think about all of the boundary conversations we should be having with other people. Okay. But boundaries are for you. So do you have any boundaries for yourself? All worthwhile change begins inside of ourselves. 
And this is true for boundaries as well. And I know you guys are probably hearing me. I'm being a little bossy here, so I apologize. But it is so important to really start with yourself and look inside, okay? So setting boundaries with yourself is an essential form of self-care. And it really can help keep ourselves safe, keep ourselves healthy. Think about it this way. Setting self-boundaries is another way to say we establish limits for ourselves by making choices that are in our own best interest, right? Sometimes do you feel like you're your own worst enemy? I mean, there's a reason that's a cliche, right? We talk about cliches a lot on uh, this podcast, and there's always a little kernel of truth to them. So sometimes when we're feeling like we're our own worst enemy, we can't do the things that we want to do, we can't prioritize our values, that's a clear sign you need to set some boundaries with yourself. So just like we set boundaries with others to deepen our connection and out of love, we can start deepening the connection and love with self. Okay, I know, Sarah, come on, just get to the examples already. Stop blabbering on about self care and love and all the stuff. Well, okay, let's get into some examples. Okay, so well, we've talked about this big example from my own personal life before is sobriety. I stay sober, I choose not to drink, because it doesn't serve ultimately what I value the most. And it is doing me no favor. So I chose sobriety as one of my personal boundaries. And that one was a real internal one with myself, right? Of course, there are other boundaries that would surround that after I made that decision for myself to then take that out into my other relationships. But you see how we're starting with self here, okay? Uh, Another example, very easy one, brushing your teeth. Uh, No screens at bedtime. Developing a sleep routine. Going to bed and waking up at the same time every morning. Sticking to a budget, right? Not spending money just because you want something if it's not in your budget. Putting a set aside of uh, money for retirement scheduling a coffee date with a friend once a week, right? These don't all have to be like really bummy rules. They can be fun things, but they can be things that we value, right? We value that connection. We value that friendship. And so one of the things we're telling ourselves as a boundary for us is that we have to have time to connect every week, however that is. Another boundary example, not participating in gossip. Um, turning work off on the weekends and evenings. Hello. How many of us do that, right? We get an email, everything, we get notifications for everything on our phone. So maybe we turn off those notifications on the weekends because we value our, our free time, our independent time, our downtime, and we want to set that boundary. How about not scrolling social media past a certain time, right? Turning off notifications there also, All of these things are good examples of personal boundaries we can set with ourselves. Just like values, right, when we went through that in a previous episode on this podcast, they vary so much from person to person, what's important to you, what you maybe struggle with, but you really want in your life, you know, all of these things you should take into consideration as you're considering personal boundaries for yourself. So I also like to think of these kind of as keeping promises to myself, right? So if I've set a boundary um, for myself that I'm going to bed by 1045, that's actually a thing I have my like a sleep alarm uh, set for then. And I'll wake up at the same time every morning, also another alarm. Instead of hitting snooze, I think to myself, 
keep this promise to yourself, Sarah. It helps increase uh, how much I trust myself, how much I believe I can get something done when I set my mind to it. I mean, it just, the benefits go on and on. So whatever it is that you're looking for, first set some of those boundaries with yourself, start keeping those promises to yourself. And I bet you'll find that taking that into setting boundaries with others makes a lot more sense. All right. So for this week's song from my playlist, I've got to go back to one of my first loves, Ani DeFranco, the OG of self-love and setting boundaries. All right. So let's take a listen. This is Ani DeFranco and her song, Not a Pretty Girl. Pretty girl 
All right. Thanks for tuning in, folks. You are listening to the Appalachian Overlook on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia. You just heard a classic Ani DeFranco hit. That was not a pretty girl. One of my favorites. We're talking about boundaries today. That's uh, the reason for that song. We've covered the basics, right? Boundaries can connect rather than divide. To set boundaries, you got to know yourself and your values. And let's start by setting boundaries with ourselves, okay? So here are the tips for you as you go through this process. First, don't try to set too many boundaries at once, okay? (laughs) We say this a lot. Don't do it. I know we're all rubbed up and we're excited to change our lives, exclamation point, right? But listen to me here. Take this one step at a time, one day at a time. Keep one promise to yourself a day. Almost nothing worth having comes overnight. This is especially true with boundaries, right? Boundaries are part of habit making. You'll get it wrong. You'll make slip ups. You'll have to adjust due to life or overestimating your capacity, whatever. Start small, gain confidence and get your sea legs under you. It's a wobbly ride. All right. So next also related, do it in increments. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't set 12 boundaries for yourself. Um, don't set too big of a boundary for yourself. You know, don't say I'm going to move my body or work out every day. Let's start small. Let's take it in little increments today, three days, four days, whatever it is, take it in little increments. Okay. Self-compassion. Isn't it funny how all the tips to improve our lives somehow come down to these essential basics, right? We're saying all the same things. Start small, do it in increments. Don't try to start too big. Self-compassion. But they don't come naturally and certainly not easily, do they? That's why we keep saying these same things over and over again. If you're struggling with a boundary you've set for yourself, don't give in to shame or hopelessness. I think this is probably the most important part of this podcast. So please listen. If we're living in a cycle of shame and guilt and fear, we are going to be no good at setting boundaries with other people, much less ourselves. Okay. So give yourself the same compassion you'd give someone else who would be struggling. Okay. Remember rest and hibernation can be part of this whole self-care thing. It's not always about growing, growing, growing. Look at the natural world. The sun sets, the moon wanes, flowers go dormant. You get the idea. If you struggle, explore the reasons, and if needed, adjust, make a plan. We all have that inner voice, okay? The critic judging ourselves for every thought, action, mistake, or word. Here's what helps me find compassion for myself. Remember, you are not the voice in your head, right? We feel like we are that critical voice, but we aren't not that anxious voice or whatever. You're not, you're not the narrative running in your head. You're the one who hears that voice. Okay. Or observes that voice. A friend in a yoga class once said of this voice to me, and this is something I think all the time. So I wanted to share it with you when that voice comes up, when it's badgering us, when it's keeping us from concentrating on something that's important to us, whatever it may be, say, thanks mind, and let the thought pass. It's amazing how that little thing has really helped me so much. 
And I'm really thankful that someone shared that with me. So I hope you get some comfort from that as well. Here's a quote from Mary O'Malley. She's the author of What's in the Way, a practical guide for waking up to life. She says it this way. Life created the mind as a tool for maneuvering through life, not to be in charge of it. The mind is a horrible master and giving it the task of being in charge of life has created the world of struggle that most people live in all day long, keeping us cut off from peace and joy. So the gist of it is don't be an a-hole to yourself. It's keeping yourself from peace and joy. It's making the mind your master instead of the other way around. So let's stop doing that. Okay. All right, well, setting boundaries with others, okay? So the good news is working on knowing yourself and having self-boundaries is the hard part. After you do that and you get to know yourself, you get to know your values, you start telling yourself uh, your, your own boundaries and keeping promises to yourself and gaining that confidence and trust in yourself, it will become a lot easier to do that with others. So let's establish the basic rule for boundaries with others. They are not for them. Boundaries are for you. They're not necessarily rules uh, for someone else's behavior that you, you just can't control that, right? You can't control someone else and you are also not responsible for their thoughts, their feelings, or their actions, okay? Instead, think of boundaries as an indication of what you will and will not hold yourself responsible for, okay? Poor boundaries disconnect us. They lead to resentment, anger, and burnout. Boundary work is about you and protecting your connection with others. Again, boundaries are, they're not about saying no necessarily. They're about what we are willing to say yes to, okay? What we're willing to say yes to that protects ourselves, whether we're talking about ourselves or we're talking about with others. So let's start easy, okay? Let's start with examples of professional boundaries, okay? Here's one, and I did this a long time ago and backed off from it and then realized, no, that was a really good boundary. So when I say, like, check in with your boundaries, check in with yourself, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, and you have to reevaluate and adjust. But here's a good one. I will not connect with coworkers on social media, okay? So you see how this boundary is about me. It's not don't send me a friend request. It's about this is my boundary. And this is how I behave and hold myself responsible. Okay, so for me, that meant, especially when I was in a very public job, that friend requests from people who I also had to work with who are my colleagues or coworkers, just didn't happen. And sometimes I had to have that conversation with coworkers like, hey, no offense, but my personal life is my personal life. And I don't mix it on social media, okay? Those are real squishy boundaries that that we're all still figuring out, right? Because they're brand new ones. Uh, Another one, maybe I don't work on the weekends or after 5 p.m. Or I don't answer emails after a certain time. Whatever it is, keep that boundary. Sometimes even when I am working on the weekend for some reason, maybe I had a vacation during the week or maybe there was kids sick or I was sick during the week and I'm working on the weekend, I still enforce that boundary in that I, I'll schedule the email to be sent on Monday morning instead of sending it on Saturday, right? Because I don't want anyone to get the idea that I work on Saturdays as a regular thing if that's my boundary. Here's one for me. 
I don't overshare personal details at work. Hello. Um, I have definitely been, you know, guilty of this. And this is, you know, part of that social media boundary for me is not oversharing. Sometimes you don't know what to say. It's actually a thing. Um, you know, one of the traits of folks with codependency, not oversharing is a big one. Um, I won't tolerate that. And I will leave if you continue this conversation. So uh, professionally, that looks like one time I was behind stage talking to one of the workers um, who was helping with stage and sound. And he said something very racist. And I had to just tell him, I won't tolerate that it's racist. And if you continue to talk that way, I will leave the conversation like I won't talk to you. So sometimes boundaries are easy. Sometimes they're a little tougher. Okay, so here's an example of some boundaries with friends. I have plans on Saturday. Can I help you move, pack, whatever on Sunday? Or it could simply just be, I have plans on Saturday. I'm sorry. How about, I don't always answer text right away. And leave it at that. Sometimes boundaries don't have to have anything qualifying with them. Uh, here's one. I am so sorry you're going through something right now, or I'm so sorry that is happening or that person is doing that to you. Here are some professional resources I'd recommend. Sometimes if you're like me, especially I tend to, um, over, over help, over function, uh, for friends, uh, will be going through something really tough and they'll keep talking and talking and talking about it. But at some point, when I realize when I can hear and feel that it's emotionally draining me and I'm enabling instead of helping, right? If I'm um, just enabling them and not helping them to, to do what they need to do to get uh, clarity or help in their situation, I realize that that's where I need to draw a boundary. So that can be a tough one for sure, but it's definitely, I, I actually just did it. So, um, it's worthwhile. And again, that deepens connection and keeps you from burnout and resentment with your friends and people that you really love. Speaking of love, how about romantic boundaries? Uh, say to your partner, I will be journaling or meditating for the next hour. Or how about with a difficult conversation? I need some more time to think about that or consider that. I'll come back to you tomorrow, maybe an hour, maybe 15 minutes, whatever it is. Sometimes just taking that step back helps to create a boundary that takes you away from conflict. Um, this is one that my partner has given me. I need some time in the morning before we talk about anything important, right? He's <laughs> not a morning person. I am. I wake up and start talking about all the great ideas and plans I have for the day. He's not ready for that. So that's a boundary he's set with me. But it's loving and I just hold it all in and wait until he's ready. Sometimes they're mutually agreed upon boundaries, right? On Wednesdays is our evening to have a date night or Saturdays or whatever it may be. Maybe it's two nights a week. Maybe it's things like if you're parents, it's family meetings. We'll do a family meeting every Sunday or we'll check in with each other every Saturday night about the week ahead and what's going on. Some of these boundaries are really great practices and habits to get into. What about for family? So sometimes we talk about difficult family situations that we might find ourselves in, uh, things that we don't want to do or that we need to protect ourselves from. How about we won't be able to spend the night this holiday, but we're really looking forward to dinner. 
And honestly, kids have boundaries too. You should respect your kids' boundaries, right? We're hopefully hopefully teaching them in ways that maybe we didn't get the same kind of instruction. So an example of that is my 12-year-old daughter has a note on her door that says, please knock mom. Obviously, mom is the offender here, and it's a boundary she had to set with me, which is fantastic. And so now I knock before I come in. It protects our relationship. We don't fight and argue about that particular thing because that boundary protects us, right? So there's boundaries. I hope those were some good examples. And I know it was uh, less examples and a lot more talking about it, but I hope that you gained something from that. I'd love to hear your boundaries that you're trying out, whether they're with yourself or with other people. But let's remember, boundaries are for you. And they promote connection and really help us get a deeper love for ourselves and for others. Thanks for joining me today on the Appalachian Overlook. I'll see you next time. 